people, 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 welcome back to another pre-recorded podcast of the Arsenio Buck Show, man. You guys know who it is. Arsenio Buck, as always, man, reporting not live from Bangkok. Man, guys, oh my god, dude, I've done like four podcasts today. I'm trying to bang out all my recorded podcasts for like the next three days. And so I already finished two in terms of the Lewis Hose book, and now I'm into Napoleon Hill. And then I got to go back to the Lewis Hose book before I end up going to uh, Bangkok for a nice little dinner with somebody. (laughs) But I told you guys I was going to be doing this podcast, and I will not lie. I will hold my word and do this podcast for you guys. So with that being said, guys, um, man, man, oh, man, we got to keep on going. We just got to keep on pushing. We got to keep on going. So what I'm going to talk about today are the three R's, we're going to get into some of the basics, and then I'm going to top this bad boy off. Now, of course, the chapter of concentration is not done. I'm just going to reiterate some things I've already said, obviously, and we're just going to keep on going. All right? So, for those of you who have tuned in so much to my Napoleon Hill podcast, thank you so much again. I don't know who it is. If you guys got any questions or whatnot, please shoot them away. So, he talks about the three R's, right, in the book. Okay, so we got the three R's. We got retention, recall, and recognition. So as he wrote, number one, retention, in his book, it says, the receiving of a sense impression through one or more of the five senses and the recording of this impression in orderly fashion in the mind. This process may be likened to the recording of a picture on the sensitized plate of a camera or a Kodak. So he talks about, of course, you know, basically getting something through one of the senses uh, one of the five senses that we have, obviously. Now, we're not talking six senses, people, but I'm talking five senses. That's retention. Now, the recall is the reviving of or recalling into the conscious mind of those sense impressions which have been recorded in the subconscious mind. Okay? So, basically, that means this process may be compared to the act of going through uh, a card index and pulling out a card on which information had been previously recorded. And, of course, number three, recognition, the ability to recognize a sense impression when it is called into the conscious mind and to identify it as being duplicate of the original impression and to associate it with the original source from which it came when it was first recorded. This process enables us to distinguish between memory and imagination. Remember, I was telling you that from the very, very beginning in terms of, hey, you got to be able to separate What is bullshit, basically mere information from what is factual. So how can we apply all of this? You guys are probably wondering like, okay, well, I don't understand uh, too much. Well, let me, I'm going to show you how you can apply this to your definite chief aim. So first, (sighs) when you wish to be sure of your ability to recall something, right? Such as a name, a date, a place, be sure to make the impression vivid by concentrating your attention Upon it in the finest detail. So what I mean by that, of course, word of association, kind of. This is what Jim Quick talks about so much. And this is why I love Jim Quick so much. Because he's like, okay, Barbara. Associated with something that makes you laugh. Gives you the, basically, uh, uh, 80% chance of remembering it. 
So Barbara, uh, what's a famous name for Barbara Streisand? Is that is that the lady that? Okay, well probably not that, but it, it'll make you laugh because if you remember Barbara, you can remember Bill Clinton. So if you look at Barbara, you'll remember Bill Clinton, and then you'll remember Barbara. You know what I'm saying? But anyways, I'm just trying to give you guys some good hints, okay? Don't tell the person this because they'll probably be very, very pissed off. But trying to, you know, like a date, a time, or something like this, or a person, a human being. Like looking at someone and saying, okay, what's your name? Tomoko. Okay. Uh, how can I relate this to something? Tomoko. I don't know. I'm not Japanese, but I'm just saying, okay, what's your favorite color? Blue. Okay. Blue Tomoko. I don't know. Something like that. But he actually has done this a lot on his uh, YouTube videos. And so it's an effective way to also, of course, repeat it several times. Repeat whatever the place, the person's name, this, that. Just as a photographer, you know, a person who takes a number of pictures. They're not just going to take one because, of course, one isn't going to be enough. They're repeating it over and over and over. Then they're able to take out the one they actually like. So if you repeat it ten times, you're going to remember saying it one time at least. You guys understand what I'm saying? So let's go on to the second. Associate that with an object, okay? That's another way you can do it, okay? For example, the name of your hometown, your close friend, the date of your birth. And you know what? Your your, your mind's going to be able to file that away that into that sense of impression that you wish it to be able to call. It could be something that you've heard on the radio. Do you see what I'm saying? Third, you can repeat it a number of times, as I've already said. At the same time, you're going to have to concentrate your mind upon it. Just as you would fix your mind on a certain hour at which you wish to basically wake up in the morning. It ensures that you are awakening at the precise hour that you want to wake up. Or how about when you're introduced to a person whose name you wish to be able to remember at will? Remember the name four or five times. First, making sure that you understood the name correctly. If the name is similar to that of some person whom you know well, associate the two names together. Like as I just gave you. I just gave you basically that Oh, for the lack of, yeah, for, I just gave you that impression, you know, basically what I've done with Barbara, Bill Clinton, you know what I mean? So, um, if you look at a flower, Orchid, so anytime my student, her nickname is Orchid, I don't know how she got that nickname, but she got it, and that nick, every time I look at her, I'm like, flower, flower, what's a beautiful flower? And I can't remember what an orchid looks like, but I think it's green and pink, and then I immediately remember, oh, orchid. Amy, I remember there were so many Amys I came across. Oh, Amy, that was actually one of my first colleagues uh, back in Chantaburi in Southeast Thailand. So that is her friend. They both come to study with me on Sunday afternoons. So I remember anytime I look at Amy, I remember that specific teacher that I work with and that how much her laugh. I know a lot about her laugh, and it's funny because my student's laugh is just like Amy's laugh from four years ago. So I will never forget their name. See, this is what concentration is all about. This is like another aspect of concentration from what I've been talking about. Huh. So here we go. Basically, you're going to have to select a definite chief aim in life, people, if you haven't already done that. Memorize your definite chief aim. Repeat it out loud without looking. Okay, so you're going to write it down. Repeat it out loud 50 times a day. Repeat it out loud. Repeat it out loud. Repeat it out loud. Then try remembering it. 
Because, of course, make it a practice fixing your attention on it at least twice a day. Go into a quiet place that you're not going to be disturbed. Meditation, whatever. Sit down and completely relax your mind, your body. Close your eyes. Just shut off the ears. Relax your fingers. Everything. In that position, you can repeat your definite chief aim in life. In your imagination. In full. Okay? Once you're able to do that, it's going to come to you so much more often. A lot of things, activities, opportunities are going to become aligned with that definite chief aim. If you can learn to fix that definite chief aim to concentration and everything, hey, you're basically evoking one of the most powerful laws in the universe. It's kind of like affirmations, guys. Your definite chief aim is going to have to become an affirmation because if it doesn't, well, then what is the point? As I've already told you just so many different times. Because if you don't have a definite chief aim in life, and a lot of people, I, I remember I was talking to someone, some foolish ass person yesterday, and he's like, oh, well, I don't have uh, just one goal. I'm like, okay, so what are your other goals? Never told me. I said, okay, whatever. Bye. You know what I mean? But. Your definite chief aim could be a variety of different things, as I've already showed on, like, you know, my blogs, my podcasts, and stuff like that. And if you want me to redo that particular podcast, I can, because there are a lot of different people who are coming on board listening to me at all given time. So, I'll be more than happy to show you guys that, so no problem. But, uh, there you go. This was just a relatively short podcast just to reiterate some things and add in a couple of things in terms of remembering names and whatnot. So, Guys, if you haven't already, man, you have to come up with a definite chief aim in life. And remember, I've already given you guys a nice little exercise in terms of when, when have you felt most alive, when have you done this and that. And you're going to figure out what it is that's written in your essence in terms of, of course, achieving your definite chief aim. And once you do that, it's going to be it's everything's going to come into fruition. So, of course, my definite chief aim in life, all of it revolves around speaking. And when it revolves around speaking, it's like, okay, all right, so what, what, else, what else do I do in terms of speaking? Okay, my podcast. Okay, my YouTube. Okay, I do this. I do that. And it's all going to come together as it is right now. Because it's funny. That's when I feel most alive is when I speak, when I laugh, and when I work out. And then there you go. Gary Vee would say, okay, how can you make money from doing those things, such as what I'm doing now? So you got some things you need to do. Now, again, if you guys haven't figured out what your definite chief aim in life is just yet, you're going to have to figure it out very, very soon because you're not going to be able to keep listening to these podcasts without it. So with that being said, guys, this was a relatively short podcast. Again, I got a couple other things in terms of this chapter like persuasion versus force and like mental this and that i think we still got quite a few things to do but we're going to have to get into cooperation very soon and failure oh i love failure yes 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 we got some very important chapters of course in the last one number 15 lesson number 15 will be the golden rule so stay tuned for that people and until then man again thanks for tuning in to my second podcast of the day Stay tuned for my next couple of podcasts that are going to be debuting tomorrow morning and Sunday morning. And then I got to do one more today for Monday morning. So stay tuned. Stay healthy. Stay well, baby. This is your host, Arsenio, over and out.